Hello, Terry Ann. How are you? I'm Eloise? good. How are you? Good. So here we go Podcast on another adventure. Number 12. Today. The 12th one. <laughs> so today we thought about talking um, about how we relate to parents, what is a healthy way of relating to our parents and then lives, mm. right? Big topic. Yes. Yeah, so We've all got parents. Big topic. We, that's for sure. <laughs> There's one guarantee. <laughs> or, or primary yeah. caregivers. We may not have we, ever met our parents, we, but we have them. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, one of the interesting things that um, I doing an energy work, which you do as well, is that um, the when you look at a family matrix. So in the energy you of the down, family with the word matrix. Yeah, the, the energy, but also, yeah, and how it holds itself mm-hmm. together, right? The influences and from the dynamics past. And, yeah. Exactly. So the, the parents are always looking towards the backs of their children. So there's, you know, one young woman, uh, Paola Ramos, you know, she brought it up really clearly. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's exactly the, the, what needs to, to happen in a, in a family dynamic is the parents support their children 100%. And the children, though, do not look back at the parents. They look forward at their own lives. So what tends to happen is as children we tend to look back at our parents and then dump a bunch of uh, expectations on them. So my parents didn't hug me enough. My parents didn't love me enough. Uh, My parents should have or should not have done one or the other, which starts to create um, a codependency, which is a a codependency, but also this sensation of the parents tripping you up so this is something I want to focus on a lot today yeah. is that we're, we can feel our parents are tripping us up. We say, well, they're not supporting me in this way, in that way. But that is the arrogance of the child. Now, that arrogance is fascinating because we might think we know better than our parents, mm-hmm. which, again, perpetuates the habit of um my parents and and their parents thinking their parents should have known this that or the other thing if we just respect that they are our parents whether what they do or not is is good or bad um, that keeps us healthy what of course not not being codependent not having a dependency on them looking forward at your own life of course clears up um, a lot of actions we can take to um, deal with our lives and to deal with our parents when we're with them, right? One of my favorite, it's really interesting, the other day, um, I was reading a quote, and all of a sudden I thought, hey, somebody's quoting me, and it actually was Ramdas. Very interesting. It said, when you're enlightened, when you think you're enlightened, go back and visit your parents. Yes. And I thought, <laughs> oh my God, I, I, I tell a story where I had, you know, I had thought I was, uh, yeah, I I meditated for um, over a decade. I mean, if we're talking about 18 to about 32 years old, but intensively eight hours, 10 hours a night. And I thought I cleared every one of my triggers and filters. And um, I just wasn't experiencing anything negative. It seemed to me that life was great. And my, I was remember I was walking with my sister and she said, what's going on? Everybody's smiling at you. They, they're stopping to talk to you. They're touching you. They're, um, yeah, they're just smiling at you. What the heck's going on? You know, I want some of that. And I, and it was the first time I had verbalized it, but I turned and looked at her and said, I think I made it. And she goes, what do you mean? Made what? I said, well, I think maybe I did it. I, I got rid of all my triggers. Maybe this is it. Like I'm done, you know, no more of that conflict. And uh, I was quite proud. And my mother came home and I went over to her house and I walk in the front door really ready to, to 
you know, show her that now I'm this calm, cool, collected <laughs> human being. And I'm she looks to- up at me and says, what's wrong? She just says, what's wrong? And I literally melt into an out of control, chaotic <laughs> heap. And, you know, that's when I came up with, if you think you're enlightened, go home and visit, visit your parents. parents. A little different than, yeah, <laughs> a little different than Ram Dass's quote, but definitely on the same, same wavelength. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, no, 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 this, this isn't, this is not really working. So, of course, I kept I kept trying to figure out, you know, how not to be triggered by family. And that's been a lifelong process, of course. <laughs> and will continue to be so, no doubt. Oh. And will continue to do so. Until yeah, it isn't. Yeah, right? always until there it isn't anymore. Yeah. Um, so, these, so, so you were so what, expectations we have on our parents. Huh? Do they come in when we're small? Right. Do they come in Pardon when me? we're small, when we're young, or? Well, it's an accumulation okay. of belief systems and our identities, right? So as much as the parents expect the child to behave a certain way, um, the, the children will adopt the same thing. So we, we adopt them, we adopt the belief systems from everything. I mean, it's not just one thing it's not just parents but the primary uh adoption of beliefs begins that um, the child wants love from the parent learns what gets them mm. love and then expects that from their parents and from others right so um my favorite one to hate is i just want to make you happy Right. That's that's a heavy duty, uh, manipulative and controlling statement. Right. I just I'm just doing this to make, make you, you happy. happy. I'm just. Yeah. Exactly. It's you you detect the yeah. manipulation immediately as though as though someone can manipulate your mood and your happiness. Right. And it just, it, you know, when this this usually ends up being a codependency, if, if you're if you fall prey to I'm trying to make you happy and you you engage with it, you're obviously in the same place. So, well, you're not making me happy by doing this. So stop doing it, which means make me happy mm. with what I want. So there's 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 one form of, of expectation and, and control and manipulation. And the other side is uh, the child might say, well, you did this. And now I want you not to do it. So again, control and manipulation when, you know, the the most courageous act is to look forward at your own life. You don't need to look back. Whereas most people say, well, you know, I, I, I can't move forward until my parents move forward. Well, that's obviously a, a manipulation and living through someone else, right? Is that the best way to word it? To live through someone else. So I'm going to put my experience of life into your hands and wait for you to change before I can. Mm. And, and that's what children do a lot. So we often feel, or, you know, all children often feel their parents trip them up along the way. So that the way to kind of break that, that mold of feeling as though your parents tripped you up along the way is just let your parent, your parents do what they mm. do. They, there, there is support because they're alive. Once they're dead, this whole matrix falls apart. But uh, while they're alive, they need to support you um, energetically in this healthy way. Um, but you don't need to, it's not about their behavior or their actions. The thing that we end up doing as children, I'm going to repeat this often because I'm trying to put this all into words. It's not easy to put into words, but we can't, we can't turn around and tell them what to do because now you're saying they need to figure it out and I figured it out. So I figured out how they should act so I feel better and I'm telling them how to act and I'm waiting for them to act that way so I can feel better and get on with yeah. my life. So they're not actually tripping you up. We're tripping ourselves up at the point that we can start to 
um, think like an adult, that's when we take full responsibility for our root. We look forward at our lives, no matter what our parents do. Yeah. And also the difficulty is that we often substitute our partner, friends, even strangers. We, we project that, um, that neediness, right? It's, it's so codependent. I need you to act this way. I need you to do this so that I feel okay, mm. right? That's what we call a trigger, right? We're triggered by someone who's not living or acting or behaving in ways that meet our own paradigm. And, and the moment you, you notice that in yourself, anyone notices that, it's, it's really <clears throat> a moment to say, well, am I going to grow up or not? Or am I still going to be the child of my parents and the child of everyone I meet? Because that's the, the most immature way to deal with the world. A lot of people will defend this, will say, what are you talking about? Other people have to behave a certain way for me to to experience the life I want but that's that's insane yeah uh, who's who's going to decide what the behavior is and is there going to be one regulatory body that tells you how to behave <laughs> so my favorite example is if you have a utopia now let's use the most simplistic example what music are you going to play in that utopia what if somebody um likes Enya and someone doesn't and what if somebody likes ACD and the other doesn't what are you going to do then hmm. right this is this is ridiculous that means we're not free yeah right and that and and a lot of people in their terror of being free and acting courageously in life to live their own lives will opt out for such controls they want to control others. They want to control themselves. Mm. I, I don't want to control what music you, you like listen to. You music as me. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So you're not going to control someone else's music, but you're, you, you, you learn to negotiate. You have the courage to say, well, what, are, what is something we can do? Um, let's say you're listening to tons of Enya. Not that Enya is not <laughs> nice, but I we do like Enya somewhere where we <laughs> But they played Enya for 10 years all day long. And at the end, it was just, I can't listen to this anymore. Yeah. So, um, so you know, th there's so many solutions we can have that you, um, that you wear headphones and you listen to your own music and, and find different ways to um, not infringe on the mm. other without big controls. You can't, you won't, right? That's how we grew up right you can't do this you shouldn't do that or but i'm talking about not well there's a difference between rigid beliefs and communication right you know, you can ask someone to turn down their music yeah. and you can you can figure out what you need to do and it's not about all about the other doing everything for you nor is it about you doing everything for the other. Now you may come up with someone who's so rigid, you won't be able to communicate. Mm. That's going to be difficult. You may have to change your entire life. But, you know, when it comes to, let's say you have a parent who beats the crap out of you all of your, all of your childhood. Oh, yeah. Well, you're, you know, maybe that child will be taken out of the environment and that's better for them. Um, but you're not going to run around after beating other people up because they're not doing what you want. Right. So it's the same thing. We, we, we have these rigid beliefs yeah. that we want to enforce on others and we become crazed with them. Everybody else should do what I do. Everybody else should listen to me because we think that's because we're so rigid in, in that particular belief. We think everyone should, should, uh, should go along with it. We're so convinced that our way of living is the right way. And like, it's, it's like we're little totalitarians running around getting everyone else to do it. And, you know, the primary 
place that's most difficult is the people you love, right? The people we love, we will impose these beliefs on them. So, yeah, do you have any thoughts that, that come up with all of that? Um, no, nothing popping in to shout out about. No, but absolutely. But it's so natural for us to look at the world and look at it and say, like, that person isn't doing things the way I do them. And, you know, well, the circumstances. That that's a strong, that's a difficult word to use, natural. It, it actually isn't. Yeah. The, the lack of natural, so the, the child, <laughs> yeah, the child was natural. Um, the, the, you know, yeah, the child was more natural. Of course, there is the, the sense the child needs to be socialized. You don't want just children running around doing whatever they want. They need to be socialized, but not with rigid beliefs. There's communication, there's negotiation, there's teaching the child, um, because the child doesn't know. Mm. how the world works but the clearer we are the clearer we explain this is tough work for a parent this isn't easy work for a parent to figure out how to be responsible each of a child's growth how you explain things to a child depending on their comprehension mm. but to say that our rigid beliefs are um, natural well no because if you say yeah. you should not be harmed and a bee stings you, you might lose it, right? You might lose it. Or a storm comes in and knocks your house down, you're going to lose yeah. it. Because my house natural. should stay there. And, and that's, a, that's a strange example, seemingly. But I know a lot of people who haven't learned how to take care of homes. They don't kind of consider a home a, a, a living, breathing organism that needs to be cared for all year round. If it isn't from raking leaves to making sure the leaves don't clog up mm. um, the eaves or, or any type of drain so you won't get a flooding and then flood your, the inside of your house. Simple things like um, a bathroom without mm. a window needs a fan. If you don't turn that, when you shower and the humidity enters, mold and it can happen within seconds people get so upset that they'll be in a house for 10 years and find mold and say oh <laughs> and the yet last they never had the room. no mold yeah they've never had the room and mold forms in 24 hours mm. if it's gonna form so we we don't we don't take it in, in I, that's a weird example but how quickly people run out to blame the other yeah and, and, and not sitting down, well, what are the list of things that I need to take care of, right? That I need to um, take care of dealing in my home. Mm. And I'm bringing up this example because my mom got a new roof and she's never had any leaves accumulate on her roof, but it's a different type of roof. And the leaves collected and they just got a huge flood. And she's like, oh, my God, I take care of everything in this house. And here we have a huge flood. But now yeah. she knows, right? Now she knows. Okay, so every year we got to go up now and and uh, take the leaves like, off yeah. the roof, whereas that, that was never an issue. Um, but a lot of people jump up and start, you know, oh, my God, I'm going to sue. I'm going to sue right? the leaves. It's, it's, right. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, sure. So this kind of um, rigidity impacts all part of our lives and it impacts society. It even impacts our, our lawmaking. Yeah. Right. So each time, I mean, you know, there used to be jokes about, um, you know, different things that come in packaging, like the silica chips says, do not eat. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> in, 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 you know, the, the silica that, um, yeah, that you put that keeps the moisture. Food. Yeah, yeah, dried food, and 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 it says do not eat. Right, um, don't put a plastic bag over your head. Right, don't let children play with a plastic yeah. bag. They, you know, they could suffocate. Right, all these things that we've needed to. Um, oh, this coffee might to be. Bad. And, 
yeah, the coffee might be hot, right? Because someone, you know, oh, they could be taking advantage of the system. But again, yes. it's manipulation and a lack of, a lack of morality, mm. isn't it? Like um, the, the moral sense of, uh, you know, I've heard people say over the years, um, well, it's no skin off their nose, the insurance pays for it, or it's no skin off their nose, you know, the company pays for it. And I just don't think that way. Uh, it, it, somebody's paying. And, you know, if the insurance is paying for it, well, then all of the people who are buying insurance are going to end up yeah. paying for this. Right. So you're going to take advantage of Everybody. the system because you, you, you feel it's your right. Um, the same with, with our laws. The more and more laws that we create, the more and more complex it is, the more and more there's interpretation of the law. And then the more and more um, people are taken advantage mm. of, right? Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really interesting. So just to say that it, it, it does impact every single part of our lives. It's a spiral outward. Here you have the parents, the child has an expectation of the parents. Um, now I'm talking about the child because I mean all of us because the parents are also children as well. So clearly we're all children, but not everyone is a parent. And if you want the buck to stop here with you, that's when you decide what are my um, what are my um, responsibilities to myself or obligations to myself, not to the other, nor telling anyone else how to live. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and I find that interesting because if we all take responsibility, of course, family works better. Uh, society works better. You know, at the minimum, we're, we're not making something worse. Um, and someone could say, well, what if I want to make it worse? Well, yeah, you can. You certainly can make it worse. Um, but it's going to, it may or may not dump on your head one day, but it does, mm. right? And and telling other people to, what to do without um, taking responsibility seems like another irresponsible action, mm. right? And it's rather arrogant, which just makes things worse. So if anybody wants to, at the minimum, not make something worse, your first place could be to take responsibility, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it always comes back to responsibility. Because yeah. um, that's pretty much all we have is the ability to respond, right? And if I don't have the ability to respond, respond. in life, if I'm, you know, be triggered and overreact and blame and accuse, well... I'm going to have a different um, experience and it's not going to go very well. It'll, it'll be like accumulated um, irresponsibilities and placing again, the expectation or what you want from life to uh, go uh, come through the other is that the way. So the, the other would be the one who's responsible for your actions. Not you. Which, who wants that? Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that because I've had a lot of people tell me, yes, I, I would like to not be responsible for anything. Yet I notice that people who do that complain a lot. <laughs> well, because you, if you're not taking responsibility at the minimum for yeah. yourself in life, you're going to wreak havoc around Yeah, you're going to look for other people to be responsible. Right, and live life for you. Yeah. That's the, that's the codependent child. I want my parents to do all the things I tell them to do, and I depend on them to do that, um, and I won't live my own life. I'm waiting for them to live it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So and, what about and parents can be... Go ahead. No, I was Sorry. just going to say, what if the parent doesn't live their life, so they've got regrets about what they've done? They quite often put that on their kids or limit them. 
Well, you can't put it on anyone. Well, I was trying to think of the words, but failed. <laughs> or unless you're talking about, well, in childhood, the, the child is experiencing the auspices of the parent, right? Whatever the parents saying, doing, thinking. It's only when we get into adulthood that we can, we can start to take responsibility. Mm. Or that, that's not true, but at least to reverse the damage if there is a damaging parent. Because in some way, all parents are going to give you a rigid belief at the mm. minimum. Right? And it, it just happens to all of us. There, there isn't anyone who really doesn't experience this and lucky them if they don't. Um, the, the parents will have their own trials and tribulations, but again, we can't expect the parents to deal with themselves and take responsibility for themselves if we haven't done it for, our, for ourselves. No, even if we have or we have not done it for ourselves. Yeah. Right? It still means you're looking back at the parent expecting them to do something. So your parents are going to give you a lot of stuff you won't necessarily need. It's part of their own experience of being children, right? Never forget the parents are also children looking back at their parents, waiting for their parents to take responsibility and then do the same with their kids. Yeah. It's a legacy we hand down till the moment someone says, whatever child this is, says, buck oh, stops oops, here. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to do this anymore. So it won't matter what the parents are doing. Mm. It will never matter. And what even they if they've do. passed. It can still carry on. Even if they've passed, of course, even if they've passed on. You know, I remember someone telling me when I was a kid, I was like 12 or 13 and said, you have to deal with everything with your parents. You've got to get them to apologize. You've got to get them to take responsibility. You have to have this discussion till they figure out what they did. And I just thought, well, really? So if someone's parents yeah. die and you're really young, you're never going to resolve any of this? Or when you get to an age where you're capable enough of having this discussion, yeah, you're saying even when your parents die, uh, I didn't get. I was really young, so <laughs> the person who said this to me just looked at me like, "Oh my God, yeah, that makes sense." So I said, "There has to be a better yeah. way than this. It can't be that your parents die and that's the yeah. end of your life. <laughs> you know, you're 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 left with garbage until they take it over. So it's a, it's the same kind of thing. So I, I understood it at a really young age that no 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 this isn't about the other being responsible for their actions they may or may take may or may not take responsibility mm. but the minimum i can take responsibility despite what's happened to me and, and awful things can happen to yeah. us yeah. terrible things um but that doesn't mean the parent has to fix it they they were also children who went through the same thing and got warped in the same way or in a different way, but still have the, the, the same um, belief systems and mm. ideas. But if we keep waiting for the parent to do it, nobody's ever going to do it. Nobody's ever going to take responsibility. Take responsibility. Yeah. That's where the codependency is. I'm not responsible. I'm not responsible. Mm. I did the best I could, right? I did yeah. best. Do we train people that they're responsible for their parents? Meaning, what do you mean we? Like, I don't know, society? It's like you must take care of your parents when they get older because they took care of you when you were a child. Yeah, some people will buy that and some people mm. won't, right? You do know that a lot. You know yeah. that there's there's more of a destruction of the of of the family unit right so you used to have so many people together taking care of yeah. each other mm. right the, the you know when i think of greece and how you know the the they would have like an apartment they'd have property and they'd start building yeah. something and everybody would live there. And then that, you know, child would grow up, they'd build another apartment. You see all these incomplete apartments oh, yeah. in Greece. They, you know, with when wires. you get the wires sticking out and the they, roof, but they haven't built the next layer. 
Yeah, exactly. So when they get the money and the next child is old enough, they build the next place. So so everybody's living yeah. together, right? It's a different yeah. time, right? There, there's so much complexity, right? Because there's there, there weren't taxes before mm. in Greece. Yeah. Right? So you weren't, you, you know, maybe they had a dollar a year or something <laughs> or nothing, right? That you, you owned the property. So pay. now, yeah. And yeah, so that yeah. changed everything. The structure of our society has changed things that a parent does need to um, make their money and, um, and you know, be set for the mm. rest of their lives, just like you and I do. We need to Plan prepare to the for our retirement. Right. Um, Responsibility, though, yeah. Yeah, but what what if the, what if something happens that the parent isn't able to do it? You can't say one hundred percent you rely on the child. So we rely on on government. But why wouldn't you have your, you know, if like if life continued in that way, like my my grandmother, and uh, you know she came from Greece and lived with one yeah. of her daughters, right? So she did all the cooking, she did all the cleaning, and her daughter mm. worked, and her. Her, her son-in-law worked so that works out yeah. quite nicely mm-hmm. right you know and if and if she had kids she was unlucky she couldn't have kids but you know what a great way if if i were having kids right now i'd want my mother uh in my home you know she would be living her own life as well as she'd love to she loves being with the family she loves being with kids being with the kids so she would she would be part of everything mm. and why wouldn't you feed her and house her and you know of course she'd have her own you mm-hmm. know her own income as well yeah. from her life and, and even if she didn't why not so it's it's really the you know for what it seems to me is such a breakdown that's that's very complex but just to say you're going to take care of your parents well first you have to take care, care of yourself. yourself and your kids <laughs> Right. And then you're going to go and take care of your parents if it's absolutely necessary, because yeah. there's a there's a little bit of a problem there. If you take care of parents, then they may lose opportunities to take care of themselves, which is vital. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's vital for life. That, That's, you know, it's not a bad thing. Things occur, right? And it's it's not a bad thing to to take care of yourself. It's not a bad thing to figure out, you know, what are nice ways to to gain income. Yeah. You know, my mother's eighty years old and just now having borders in her house, which gives her financial mm. freedom. Right. So, and here she is, eighty. She's not a child. Yeah. She's eighty years old, and you know, earning earning her revenue that way to care for her house and her property and you know, little things that she does. Mm. Uh, so, so that's quite amazing. Yeah. Right. Um, but for a while there, she was just relying on me and uh, my sister. And then it was like, well, I can't do it anymore. So uh, I yeah. need a break. Yeah. So now you're going to need to figure out what to do. And, you know, I gave her ideas well, and then it all panned yeah. out. Right. Which is really lovely. And it's really nice because she feels good. Yeah. You know, she feels really good. She feels in, you know, in healthy control. Yeah. So it's, it's it's just ensuring that what you're doing is going to be uh, productive for yourself. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That you're not living in a codependency. Yeah. Right? So how do you know you're living in a codependency? Well, it's clear that you're triggered that you're not doing what you want. You need to look forward in your life, design your life, see your life in the, in the future. I, I always recommend that people look at, you know, three year, three month, six month. where do you see yourself in a year? Where do you see yourself? And you're building your life in that direction. If something interrupts you where you need to go backwards and take care of someone else, mm. well, now you're feeding them and they're not able to take care of themselves. Now you're actually enabling the problem. Right. Hmm. So it's a fine, it's a fine line, isn't it? So when do you take care of them? When do you don't, when don't you? Well, as long as there's, there isn't any dissatisfaction, but let's say you, you had a mother who, um, 
came and lived with you and started taking control of your whole house and started making mm. problems. Well, you know, you gotta look at your own life and you need to be the head of your household with your, with your husband or yeah. partner and your kids. And she's part of the family. If she wants to dominate the family and you feel as though you're submitting, well, there's gotta be a codependency going on. Yeah. If everybody's in the house and having a good yeah. time and it's a lot of fun. I grew up that way. I two, I have both my grandparents mm. living in one apartment and we lived yeah. above and it was just all fun. <laughs> you know, they had their little life downstairs and then, you know, we were upstairs and it was just all fun. There, there wasn't a, a codependency. Yeah. Uh, they were earning their own money. My father was earning his money so mm. uh, the finances were nice and separate but we had this lot of fun we could go down to granny and hang yeah, out with yeah. granny and grandpa <laughs> you know um, it was it was quite wonderful but when you feel as though you're well when something is occurring that has triggered you then yeah then you've got a rigid belief that you're supposed to take care of your parents do you do you actually have that we don't have that here because here we have so much uh, so many social systems that you don't you don't necessarily have to take care of people yeah people are put in it's it's actually the opposite we put people away rather quickly into old age mm. homes and we uh we don't take them in and we don't um yeah that's that's really super yeah. difficult right we tend what well, people do go into care homes here but we tend to do care at home first for a long while you know get in to do oh. things and then when it gets to a point where that doesn't work then yes they'll do that they'll do that mm. too like i have an aunt who's who's in um a home now but if if my house was bigger i would have brought her here yeah and if i yeah. had more money yeah, I, would, I would need somebody to help me out but mm. but i would have rather i'd rather have a big property and just have everybody on it like yeah <laughs> what what why should she be there? It makes me so sad, but there's no way. There's no, there's yeah. no room. We're, we're, we're a full yeah. house here and we're struggling. You know, we're, she's quite rich com compared to what I'll ever be. So, um, uh, that's, that's a different thing too. Right. So, uh, financially, some people came from really good times and made lots of money and we're still, you know, we're getting older and we still struggle, um, struggle, not struggle, but we're working hard yeah. to, to continue yeah. to make uh, money for retirement. Yeah. Right. You know, it's not, um, it's not, it's, it's not as simple. Things are not as simple as they look. So again, you know, I have to look forward at myself. I'm giving the parameters of why that wouldn't happen. I mean, Obviously, if, you know, I, I had more uh, wherewithal, I would, I could take anybody yeah. in, right? You could just crowd the place <laughs> up, but that's, that's not going to be, that again would be the, pro, would cause yeah. a problem. You wouldn't be able to live your life. You wouldn't yeah. be able to, so you still need to look yeah, forward. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, that's, and, and that's partly if you've got relatives with um, dementia or, you know, people that need special care, that isn't possible in your house maybe without you having to change things right and again the way we live today right if we were living living into in a little neighborhood somewhere where the demented person yeah where they could, everyone could just roam knew, free in there <laughs> yeah they could pick up food along the way yeah <laughs> you know they wouldn't that leave would the nice. village right you know it, yeah, mm. but we've lost all of that so yeah i think i yeah, we'll care for them. And then finally, um, they'll go to to mm -hmm. a home, which, um, yeah, which didn't, didn't necessarily happen before. That was like tragic. I mean, when I was young, sending someone to a home was was a repulsive thought. You know, that's just conditioning, mm -hmm. right? So, well, it's not just conditioning. It's It's a real transformation in how society deals with things. And one of the things I love about uh, Camille Paglia is she talks about this kind of thing a lot, too. And, you know, one of the things she said, probably the most toxic 
toxic thing in society right now is two parents and kids in a house like a mom and a dad and that well it doesn't matter what sex they are but in this single unit it's probably you know illness Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I thought wow that's such an I'm probably misquoting her but um, it, it was just such an interesting perception because you've only got these two parents there and yeah. and the kids whereas before you had this whole extended community yeah. you have the neighbors, yeah, the neighbors right so and, yeah. it's it's part partly likely this is a new thing mom dad kids in a box weird right mm. it is weird More whereas, you know people used to and I remember in the 70s, people would say, God, you guys are so strange because you live with your grandparents. And I thought, well, if you saw, you know, Italian communities and Greek communities and all the other communities, not this new um, sort of Canadian, let's just put the four, you know, four or five people in one house. Um, you, you just didn't have it. So I thought it was, wow, I'm weird. Too bad we don't get modern and, you know, just have two parents in a house. Um, and now I look back and go, no, that's mistaken. That that doesn't seem to that doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah. That feels like no, no, no. You need you need more people mm. to to. It takes like they say, it takes a village to raise a child. It's not just. And yet, the more and more, uh, and and it means more people, not some indoctrinating government, right? Mm. That that that's what's happening now too. Is is or has been for a long time is that the government tells us how to live yeah right and i find it fascinating even just going on facebook and people telling us how to live right this is the right way to live yeah wow okay you know have you cleaned out your closet and taken responsibility for yourself before you tell us how to live and then let's see because sometimes some of the things people say it just doesn't feel true right yeah yeah it doesn't feel it feels like something's very wrong in there. Something's very strange. Something doesn't fit. Something is uncomfortable. Mm. I don't stop to read too much on Facebook. I go rather quickly, but there are many things that just don't, they just don't sit well um, as, uh, let's say, axioms, right? So somebody might say to me, well, your axiom of responsibility doesn't sit well, but you could you could sit and think about it a bit and see if you're not responsible, check and see what's gonna happen to your life. That's all you need to do. You know, but if somebody tells me, think positively, <laughs> yes. I can't go down that road without seeing how many problems yes. are Smile. going to be and think positively. Yeah, it's it's going to, it doesn't take much. A child will know, you know, you want me to smile 100% of the time and be positive? That is likely looks insane. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Uh, anybody smiling 100% of the time. So you're watching Clappy a car hat. accident with a dead body Yay. and somebody's, yeah, <laughs> that's like, that's you're smiling. That, it's yeah. just, wait. yeah, that's not, that's not life at all. That's, that's really, um, uh effacing yeah the feminine yeah the feminine's always disrupting things yeah. you know the masculine would like everybody happy all the time yeah. be at so peace don't the change the mood so there's no problems and everyone's happy yeah. exactly yeah. but the feminine doesn't do that the feminine needs to disrupt Trauma. that's why i find you know i often find thinking positively such a masculine trait uh, think positively. Think only positively. It's really and when women <laughs> and when women say it, it's like, wow, your masculine is so yeah. rigid. And and also that you know, the next level to this, it's not think positively nor yeah. think negatively. Your thoughts are not thinking. Yeah. Thoughts are just thoughts. Why would you even want to engage with positive or negative th- thoughts? Because there's a misconception of, of mind manifests yeah. matter, right? So people think, well, if I think positively, then I'm going to manifest positive. That's not how it works. That's not even near what mind manifests yeah. matter means. I meditated on it for yeah. a decade and went through all of these different. I thought about this mm. a lot. 
And sorry, but my phone yep. started to ring. Um, and I don't I have no don't idea worry, how to stop. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, you know, the understanding was, well, whatever I am going to truly deeply conceive of and put that in the mind, then I can manifest it. But it's not just having positive thoughts. You're going to manifest manifest positivity. That's not going to yeah. work because a lot of people who think positively attract negative negativity. They're being too they're, extreme. They're rigid. And also, whatever you try, whatever you. Oh gosh, I should find this. It's a good quote oh, from okay. Stéphane Molineux. Um, let me yeah. get this for us. It's, uh, it's but really it was back quite... to the when the secret came out. It was everyone. If you just sit and think about it, it'll turn up. And I'm like, what? So if I just sit and think about a million pounds for two days and take no action, suddenly I'm going to win two million pounds. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah, insane. and it has, and it's you, you know, it, it's so clear that the mind would have to say, this is what I'm going to win. This is how I'm going to win it. This is when I'm going to win. Yeah. It. Which it just doesn't work. So, so from Stéphane Molineux is that which you avoid compulsively, you almost always create. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's that's often the 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 positive thinking because you're avoiding the negative. It was just so you're, gonna... gonna, you're you're compulsively avoiding it, so yeah, you're going to create it. And I thought, oh wow, that's <laughs> well yeah. well said. That's well, yeah. well said. I always say it's better to think positively than be really negative, but there's got to be balance. You can't avoid something. No, I, I, I disagree it. with all. No, I, that's not at all the way I see it. It's that your thoughts have nothing to do yeah. with you. My thoughts have nothing to they're do with me. Real. So the thoughts are just these random things. They're positive. They're negative. You you may need to counteract too much negativity with positivity, but that means you're taking the the negative ego and reinforce and balancing it out with the positive ego, so you could get to a place where you completely um, you completely break the spell of your mind. Once you break the spell of your mind, then thinking mm. can start. Actual thinking, relearning to think. That means you. None, none of those thoughts that are positive or negative is so trivial and superficial. Um, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind that people even think that, well, I'll just think how wonderful life is and why you are just playing around in a bunch of detritus that rolls around mm. the mind. It's detritus. It's garbage. It's like, well, here's some garbage over here. I see that garbage is negative. So I'll think positively. There's, there's no system. Ho'oponopono doesn't do mm. that. It, it helps you to, to um, well, uh, all the systems are to break the spell of you being under this dust data, detritus. That's all it is. Uh, so, you know, in, in Anana Yoga, or the, most of the work that, that I do is that, you know, everything's divided into positive and yeah, negative. Duality. Both those things are available. But I don't need to think about them unless I need to actually yeah. think. Like you're trying to solve a problem. If you want to solve a problem, then you'll you'll start to think. Kind of what we're yeah. doing here. We're we're you know, it's it's not easy what we're doing, and this is all new to me, but um we're we're trying to take from a space of nothingness and idea, yeah. apparently nothingness, <laughs> and then manifesting, but I'm not I don't have any thoughts while I'm talking. Yeah. There are no thoughts. I am actually thinking. There's I don't I don't have kind of anything in my mind. It it comes out and then I hear it and I go, eh, it doesn't sound so right. It doesn't sound so clear. So, you know, this is our experiments here on the podcast to keep figuring out how we can put these things into mm. words that are very difficult. Uh, to to explain very difficult to understand even the understanding that your thoughts are not thinking thinking is something completely different but this stuff going around your head has nothing to do yeah, with anything it's nonsense it, it's it's nonsense it's dust it's detritus there's yeah mm. people say no 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 my thoughts are really important no they're not no then 
And usually that's what we do. We relate all our thoughts. So you have a story in your life and you relate all your thoughts about the story. But if you really listen to your story, you'll be able to see what part of the story you have not been able to respond mm. to. And that's what we call, you know, an overreaction or a trigger and then causes an overreaction. And when you find that thing you can't respond to, I mean, it's, it's really healthy to study uh, different, um, different myths and stories to see, oh, there's where my story mm. is. You know, that's one way to do it. Um, see what you're triggered by, see what your limitations are, see what you haven't taken responsibility for. So now you can, you can move through it. But the more you think your thoughts have anything to do with anything um, other than they're just yeah. thoughts, um, you're, you're, you're stuck. You're, you'll always be stuck and you'll be stuck in a particular pattern of blame, victim, irresponsibility, making others responsible, making your parents responsible and not stepping up to the plate and walking into your life. Because it takes a lot of courage to stop depending on your parents to change yeah. for you. It takes a lot of courage to stop depending on your partner or your boss or whomever. And, and there are fine lines here because so many people say, well, you know, I was actually bullied. Well, sure, you might have been bullied. Uh, I was bullied as a kid. Okay. But I, but I took the actions I needed yeah. to take. I don't walk around really worried about having been bullied no, as a kid. I don't kid. expect it to happen every day now. No. And yeah. a lot of people do. Like everything looks yeah. like bullying. Right. Those are the filters that we live under where we haven't taken responsibility for our part of the story. And that is not taking responsibility for the bully or the person or, who hurts you. But we can't we can't stop bad things mm. from happening. They're going to happen. Now, if you wait for the other person to to get on board and and um, take responsibility for you. It, it likely well it won't work mm. it just won't work <laughs> but that's something for that's a topic for another day like why doesn't yeah. it work well think about it a bit and then we can have another <laughs> another go <laughs> maybe somebody will ask some questions so i think that's a good place yeah, to end yeah, thank you eloise as always for these wonderful talks always or me talking a well, little too much <laughs> when you get in the flow <laughs> uh, it doesn't stop Perfect. All right, Thank my loves. Ciao. Have a great day. Thank and you. Send us any questions or thoughts anyone has, and we'll catch up next week. Okay, take All care. Right. Take Bye. care. Bye.